obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. So here's a debate for you. Do you drench for tapeworm? (laughs) So I've just weaned my lambs and every year tapeworm appears. It's kind of a guaranteed, it's a bit like scabby mouth for me, I think. And uh, this is really interesting, really interesting worm for, for a worm that seems to be so inconsequential. There is so much research on this particular worm. So what exactly are these worms? What do they do? Who do they do it to? And what do we do about it? Should we do anything about it? So here we go. Here's a little introduction to some tapeworm business. So what tapeworms are? Well, first of all, let's give you the scientific name, Uh, an interesting name. Mochesia expansia. This is the there is another one as well, but this is the main one that appears in sheep. Mochesia expansia. But we'll just call it tapeworm, hey? How about that? And what exactly they are? They are a, a flat ribbon-shaped worm, just like a tape, and they live inside the intestines of sheep. They actually can live in cows as well. Another type of um type of tapeworm is more more common in cows. And they can live in humans as well. They can be quite long. And I, um, I think some research I've seen it says that they can be up to six feet in length, which seems very long. But let's consider the fact that the small intestine of a sheep is about 65 feet long. So just put it in context, but still six feet in length. It's pretty long for a worm. They, um, they're quite sort of segmented. So they look like a little bit like when they're really mature, they look like, like they've got ridges on them. And they are able to absorb nutrients through their skin as an actual worm. They've got little hooks or, or suckers on their head and they attach to the wall of the intestine. And uh, then the mature tapeworm sheds segments and these are what we see in the feces um sometimes it's like little rice grains sometimes it can be much longer sort of ribbons if you like and they 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 i suppose they infect sheep because of mites that live in the top layer of the soil and the and the pasture the mites uh, ingest the eggs while feeding, and then the, the the larval stages of those worms develop inside the mites, then the sheep and goats 
sheep and goats, if you're having goats, they have, they impact goats too, become infected when they, of course, eat the mites containing the tapeworm larvae. And then once inside the sheep, it takes about six or seven weeks for them to develop into adult tapeworms. So when are you going to see these tapeworm appear? Well, most likely when you are close to weaning. <laughs> so 10 to 12, 14 week old lambs, it's very, very typical. Why lambs? Well, lambs we know are little worm hoovers. If that's the first time you've heard that, go back, have uh, a listen to my weaning episode from last year, which talks a little bit about worms and lambs. And as they are worm hoovers, they just pick up any worm that is going to be in the environment. And of course, tapeworms are going to be in the environment, just like any other worms might actually be. So it's kind of hard for our poor little lambs to avoid them. They're eating grass, particularly if they're around their mums. Then their mums, often mature adults, will be potentially shedding tapeworms. That's a whole other conversation that we'll have in a second. And of course, our lambs are going to ingest them. And I mean, the good news is after about four months of age, your lambs are kind of immune to tapeworms. So they do develop a bit of a, a bit of immunity. And by this stage, the lifespan of a tapeworm is about three months. But by this stage, the, you know, the tapeworm has sort of gone through its cycle anyway, which it's kind of an, an interesting sort of journey if you think about the fact that it doesn't live that long. Our lambs are going to develop immunity to them because obviously they're going to experience or be exposed to these worms again and again and again. But um, the other side of it is, well, you know, it doesn't look very good if you've got tapeworms on the ground or if you have tapeworms that you're pulling out of your lamb's bottom back end. Um, it can look really awful. I know um, the first time I realized I had tapeworm was when I was at a show and I got pulled up by yours truly, who you know, uh, who said, eh, your lambs are full of tapeworm, Jill, you got to do something about that. And I guess the the evidence about should you do something about it is actually really, really unclear. Like there's one piece of research which says undrenched lambs for tapeworm weighed in at 31 kilos and drenched lambs weighed in at 33. Uh, so what what we what it seems to suggest is that there is very little evidence, there's some evidence, but really very little consistent evidence to say that this is a production issue. But the other side of it is if your lambs are uh, experiencing a heavy worm burden, tapeworms, chances are they are experiencing other worms as well. Mm, so there you go. We know lambs are worm hoovers, so tapeworm is probably an indication that there are other worms present in the environment that those lambs are ingesting. So that's kind of a, a given, if you like. So drenching lambs is a good idea. Drenching at weaning is a really good idea. Various different reasons. One, you are probably going to put those lambs onto 
cleaner pasture as they because you probably I know for me I will reserve really good paddocks for my lambs and put my ewes that I've just taken those lambs off on skinnier paddocks because I want them to dry off so that's what I'm doing right now so those lambs are going on to really good pasture and obviously if you can have them clean then in terms of worm burden, then you're not going to spread that worm burden onto new pasture. So that's one reason. The other thing is those lambs have been in an environment where the ewes are lactating, so their immunity might not be the best. And there's a lot of worms in that environment. So your lamb is eating grass and ingesting it. And we know that their immunity is really low. And listen, we've done so much to get them this far, get them to weaning. We want to probably get them to the next stage, whatever stage that may be, whether it's going on to be mature sheep to breed or whether it's entering the the wool or the meat market. That's what we're wanting. The, uh, I suppose the other side of it in terms of, you know, should I, shouldn't I drench is that again, there is no particular evidence or consistent evidence around production benefits or production gains yeah um so you know from from that point of view uh it, it may be best to just let the tapeworm take its course and it's not necessarily going to impact your lamb but again remember all the other reasons we just mentioned about why lambs are highly highly vulnerable the tapeworm might not be an issue specifically because it's going to sort of, you know, work its way through. And but the um, the fact that there could be other worms in the environment that could actually be a bit of an issue for your lambs. And you know, it's happened. I know for for me, it's definitely happened where I've lost lambs um, in previous years due to due to worms. Um, and in particular, if they are susceptible to worms and if that worm is causing again we don't quite know the evidence isn't quite there but if that tapeworm is causing any sort of immunocompromise then your more challenging worms like your barber pole worm will actually then have a field day so we'd like to think oh look at vulnerable host so why not just jump on in and join the party. <laughs> so just a few little things for us to just sort of think about uh, here. Um, that trial that I mentioned uh, was a trial that was conducted, I believe, in the 1970s in Armadale in New South Wales. And it showed that lambs treated for tapeworms um, were yeah, just a little bit um, heavier. That was sort of spring lambs. And then the autumn trial, the autumn trial plot, listen to this, this is really interesting. Treated for tape, um, they gained 39.75 pounds while the untreated lambs gained 40 pounds. So what the conclusion was that the difference was not significant at all. There's been a, a numerous studies in New Zealand on the same thing in the Wallaceville Animal Research Center and they concluded that there was no justification for treating sheep with um, or for tapeworms 
Um, and then to put Spanner in the works, another team in New Zealand used some Romney lambs and they did three trials. One group, no worm treatments. Group two, they drenched with um, lever missile for round worms, but not tape. And then group three were treated both with the levomisole and praziquantel. I'm going to talk about praziquantel a bit in a second. And praziquantel actually looks after tapeworms. And what this particular um, trial found was that the untreated lambs gained 7.56 over kilos over a three-month or a two or three-month period. That's untreated. The ones that were treated with just the one um, uh, drench for roundworms, 8.53. And then the other that were treated with both the roundworm and the tapeworm gained 10.56. So they thought that that was st- statistically significant. So there you go. That sort of shows. For me, I know I feel better when I treat my lambs for tapeworm and I, uh, I, they look like they do better. But again, it could be that when I'm treating them, they are getting more treatment for other worms as well. So um, I'm using a, a, a drench that has, particularly now, a drench that has can cover other uh, other um, worms as well. So anything that, that that lamb might be ingesting. So let's talk about praziquantel then, because it's quite interesting in itself um, for a variety of reasons, particularly for my listeners in the US. This might be a drug that you, a uh, drench drug that you haven't heard about. Often it's referred to over here as a white drench. So it's a very white, creamy looking um, drench, pure white, even though it could have other drench substances. The white is the dominant color of this particular white. And um, whereas we have uh, Prezzyquantal here in Australia, it is not approved for the use of small ruminants in the US. It is approved, I believe, for dogs, for tapeworm in dogs, but not in the US so there is, um, even though this is, this is praziquantel is the most effective drug for tapeworm. So if I'm ever going to drench for tapeworm, I'm going to find a, a praziquantel drench, which is not easy to find, <laughs> by the way. Um, particularly me being in, you know, more cattle and, and dairy country, it's, uh, it's really hard to find. So I just buy it online. In the U.S., then you are looking at another white drench, which is, is approved in the US for tapeworms, which is albendazole, albendazole, which the trade name is valbazine. So you might have, you might know about that one. Um, so that one, um, or sometimes the other brand names are Safeguard or Panicure. Uh, so they can treat, those particular drugs can treat for tapeworm, but also for barber pole worm. So if you just use Prezzyquantrel, it will have no effect on barber's pole worms. 
but it will impact, definitely will impact. And it, it really does quite a good job of your tapeworm because it looks at all of the, it manages and reduces all of the stages, all the different stages of tapeworm. So the adult stage um, as well. And, and that's often what you, what you want, I suppose, to try and get rid of that or try and manage all of the stages. Bear in mind your your lambs are going to grow out of it to some to some degree when um, when that life cycle sort of changes and they will develop immunity. So things to think about would be don't worry if you see it again after your lambs are older. So it's not necessary to treat every time you see segments in the manure. It, for me, I'm just really thinking when those segments first appear, that can be a very good way to reduce the levels of the mites that are in that pasture for the upcoming season. So we kind of have to learn to live with this particular worm like we have to do with a lot of them and just aim for controlling it rather than eradicating it. And that can be, yeah, the, the best of a the the best of a bad lot, if you like, the best situation that we can actually find ourselves in. So I'm interested, have you treated for a tapeworm before? Do you do it? Do, do you Have you found that it's, um, you know, you can manage it? Um, if you, like I know some places or, or some, some breeders will, won't be able to find a white drench easily. So they will use just another drench to cope with, say, roundworms. Um, and and that will do, you know. And, and again, those are the ones that are more serious. Those are the ones that perhaps are the ones that are going to cause more of a production issue and, and potentially challenge the, the life cycle of our of our lambs. So from that point of view, we really need to think about it from a production or an economic point of view. Um, you know, but there's so much research on tapeworm and, and so much out there and so many different opinions. And it is a bit of a debate that's constantly going on uh, in, in the sheep industry and constantly seems to be going on in a lot of these research institutions and um, and so on. So um, here's another, for example, another drench trial that happened in, I think it's ha- Hamilton and Victoria um, in the year 2000. And when they drenched eight to 14 week old lambs, there was a small reduction in weight gain over a 42 day period. And again, this was seen as not statistically significant you know? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I do it every year. I know my, my worms is a, is a, is a huge challenge that I have with the weather and, and, um, and also the quantity of, of livestock I have. I, uh, I feel better when I drench them, at least when I drench them. Um, and some of my lambs might, might only get drenched depending on get drenched at weaning. And then if I have to drench again in the summer, because particularly because of barber's pole worm, even though I'm using my barber's vax, I will still do a fecal worm egg count. Yeah. And I suppose the thing with tapeworms is you can see them in the worms, so they can look very unsightly and they do make us sort of 
get extra worried because we can we can see them, whereas we can't see some of these other worms. So doing a fecal worm egg count is really the best thing to do, particularly for me. If I'm going to do a second drench on those lambs, that's what I will be doing. I'll be doing a fecal worm egg count, seeing what I've got, seeing what worms are there, and then making a decision about what choice to to make. Um, This also helps us really, I suppose, face up to the fact that we need to take responsibility for drenching for one particular worm, if that makes sense, rather than just drenching without thinking about what's going on or just using the same drench. So this is where it can be often better to drench with a particular ingredient and really understand the ingredient that you need, the active ingredient you need in that drench to solve the particular problem you are having. Now, of course, if you're having more than one problem, then you will need a drench that will do multiple things. But it's just good for us to think about it and be aware of that. So love to hear about your experiences with tapeworm. How have you managed it? Have you been drenching? How does the the challenge in the US go for those of you who can't get your hands on Praziquantrel? And uh, and does the alternative that you've got on the market work for you? So I know Praziquantrel is quite popular over here in Australia for lambs in particular. There's quite a few products and that is the one that I will uh, I will look for as well. So there you go, tapeworms in a nutshell, and uh, things to think about in terms of what we can do about them. Happy weaning! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Got a burning sheep question? Or comment that you'd like to share? Or story? Or even a tip? that would be good for other Sheep Show podcast listeners to know about. Get in touch via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well.